Shows on Media. This is Coming Out Stories. It's a podcast about one of the most important conversations of your life. I'm Emma Goswell. Time now to hear from Kim, who first came out as a gay man, then became a drag queen, and now lives as a trans woman. Hello, I'm Kim Tatum, a.k.a. Miss Kimberly. Do you feel like you've come out several times throughout your life? Oh, yeah, maybe I have, actually. When I was younger, I, you know, coming out as um, um, gay and then coming out as trans later on in life. Mm. Yeah, but I th- it's really weird because I thought I was more on the gay spectrum. I mean, I'm still a part of the LGBT community, but yeah, I'm trans. <laughs> so now, I mean, you, you, would you say you identify as a straight woman, but you used to identify as a gay man, or no. is that too simplistic? Oh, God, no. I think I identify as a, a, a trans woman who's um, sexually fluid. That's what, yeah, that's what I think. It's not about, for me, it's a, a, about oh, whatever we all get on, we get on, you know. Mm. But I will say I haven't had um, fornication or intimacy in three years with anybody. <laughs> you don't have to announce that, but if you well, want to. <laughs> yeah, well, I, no, I wanted to because I'm, I'm concentrating on my career at the moment. Mm. Isn't that like such a cliche thing to say? Mm. Oh, no, I don't want to have sex. I'm concentrating on my career. <laughs> Actually, I can't get any now. <laughs> That's the real truth yeah. now. So did you first come out as, as gay then? And what was that process like? Did you, was it friends? that you told or was it someone in your family the first person I told and really the only person I told was my mother really when I was very 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 young I think I was and I had just came to London actually I mean me and my, my mom we had a very turbulent uh, relationship and I kind of told her out of anger and um, she cried and I, and I just I was kind of shocked because she didn't know. I'm like, everybody else knew, but I didn't understand why she didn't know. It was like she was in denial. And I didn't really want to tell her. I just wanted her to just know. (laughs) So was that a source of frustration for you? Yeah, it was very frustrating, extremely frustrating. You know, all my life growing up, you know, I had so much abuse, you know, being called, you know, the the famous word fag and queer and everything. But yet my mom didn't know it was just really bizarre I it was the whole thing really still is a sore point because you know my mom you know was a little bit you know as as many parents are 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 homophobic transphobic you know until they get to know someone who comes from that that community and and they learn to find out that actually they're not as bad as they are made out to be you know so going back to uh my mom was homophobic you know she's you know, we watch MTV and she would look at that guy. Oh, I'm sure he's gay. And I remember this, we had a neighbor who was gay. Oh, if, if he ever says anything to you, let me know. And, and then at school, it was like I had an art teacher. Oh, I don't want you taking his class. He looks like a freak, you know. And things like that really pissed me off growing up. And as an LGBT people, you remember them and you oh, store up those memories, yes, don't you? Yes, of course. Mm. I can remember them like they were yesterday. Oh, my God. The, the way, like, family members talk about gay people I would just sit there and I would just be boiling up on the inside Mm. you know I had a childhood that was 
quite fulfilled, you know, with like act, loads of activities. I, I skied, I bowled, I was on a bowling team. I, I, I played, uh, you know, tennis. I was, you know, very involved with theater and choir. At one time I was in like four choirs at one time. So I was very active, but I was very angry, a very angry child, very angry. Is that because you felt like there weren't any other gay people around you? No, you know, it wasn't. It wasn't really that. It was just the fact that I grew up in a small town as well, where everyone was was closed-minded, and I had a closed-minded family. Mm. You know, my I remember. I never forget a few years ago, not too long ago. Basically, Brad Pitt and Angelina were getting married, and they said they were never. They weren't going to get married until gay marriage was legal. Mm. And my aunt said, "Well, they won't be getting married then." I'm like, I said to her, "Are you crazy?" Mm. I said. You, as a black woman, you know what the black community has had to fight for, for rights. And now you want to deny gay people their rights? That really angers me about parts of the of the black community, how they could be so homophobic, you know, against, you know, the gay community. And all this crap about they bring church into it. That's like Western religion. I'm sorry. It's... <laughs> Did you find it harder coming out as gay and then trans being part of the black community? Would you say that's fair comment? Or yeah, not? I would say so. Yeah, I mean... It definitely. I think a lot of people of color have a very hard time mm. coming out. They they do. They they you know, and I think it especially in the black community. I think it it, it stems down from slavery as well. You know where um, a lot of the uh, slave owners were emasculate the men. Uh, I think it comes from, a lot comes from that, and it's just come from generation to generation to generation. It doesn't seem to be getting a lot easier. Well, you know, I saw an interview recently and they were saying that it was getting better. And I kind of feel it's getting a little bit better, actually. Mm-hmm. I think it's a little bit better than like the 80s, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely. Mm-hmm. There, there's still, there's still uh, a long way to go, especially like in Jamaica and Africa. It's like, oh, my God, it's absolutely frightening. Mm-hmm. But what is so annoying is that it wasn't always like that in Africa until, you know, the West West went over there and colonized their countries and made them, you know, study that Western religion and they, you know, lost all sight of their religion. And now the West has gotten out of Africa and now left them to it. And it's, they're so behind. It's so terrible. Okay. So it was one thing coming out as gay to your own mother. Yeah. But then coming out as trans yeah. and realizing that you're in the wrong body, it's a, it's a whole other thing. It's so a whole how, other thing. Do you know, I never came out as trans to my family. Mm-hmm. I never said to my family, oh, I think I'm trans. Do you know what I did? Mm-hmm. I did something very clever. I just started living my life, and that was it. So <laughs> you just started it. dressing as a woman, stopped, li- yeah. living as a woman? Yeah, I just started living as a woman, and that was it. They were like, right, okay, we're doing that now. Okay, yep, fine. And it was fine. And they, they didn't have a conversation with you? No, right? we haven't had a conversation, and I really don't want to have a conversation with them because yeah. I decided, well, you know, with heterosexual people, you know, they don't have to come out to their parents. Mm-mm. Gay people do feel they have to come out to their parents. Why should gay people have to come out to their parents? Why should trans people have to come out to their parents? Just That's just me. That's just my opinion. I'm not telling everyone to, to follow suit, but that's just the way I handled everything. I think I've been trying to answer this question myself yeah. through doing this podcast. And uh-huh. the only thing I think is that I think we all want acceptance, don't we? Yeah. We're like, you love me, but you don't know anything about me. Yeah, I yeah. want you to know everything about me. Therefore, yeah. I want to tell you about my sexuality or gender identity. That's all I can think. Mm, yeah, see, I don't care if, if, my, if my family didn't understand me. I, I just I, I got to the point, a stage in my life where I just thought, you know what? 
I don't care anymore. That's just me, but I'm a I'm a strong person. Go on. But presumably, <sighs> um, because we know you as Kim, Kimberly, yeah. presumably you chose that name and you had to tell your family at some point, I want to be known by this name rather than a different name. Well, you know, don't forget, I always, I, you know, I started off doing drag and I was Kim, Kimberly, so it just, mm-hmm. it just stayed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. So gay man, drag yeah, queen, yeah, trans woman. Yeah, exactly. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> yes, except heterosexual male. <laughs> <laughs> wow, okay. So you've never had that conversation? No, no. And I don't and, want but to you, have But they obviously accept you? Yeah, they do. They do. They, 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 they do accept. Um, I, I don't feel comfortable having that conversation. Maybe I will one day, mm-hmm. but I don't think the time is right mm-hmm. for me. We say you're not comfortable having that conversation. I mean, you've yeah. been on national television. Having a conversation with my parents, yeah. with my okay. family. Okay. Yeah. But it's quite interesting that so a lot of trans people yeah. are very keen to just sort of pass and not yeah. be out as yeah. trans. But you're yeah. quite happy talking about the yeah. fact that you are a trans yeah. woman. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, 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 quite happy. I'm quite happy about it. You know, I'm not going to have a career... I have and try to hide and say I'm, I'm a heterosexual or a lesbian woman or, or a cis woman, I should say. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I know I can't do that. And um, I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm quite proud to be um, a trans woman. And I want to set a good example for other trans women and trans men mm-hmm. the best I can. Why is that so important for you? Because, you know... I can't, you know, I was around in the, in the, in the 90s and the trans community had a, a bad reputation and they still do to a certain extent. They were all, they were always seen as sexual deviants, mm. you know, and, 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 and um, into drugs and blah, blah, blah. I'll tell you a little story really quickly. You know, a, a television show got in touch with me and they wanted to show these trans women going around, picking up guys, getting drunk. And it was, a, it was going to be a, a, like a reality show. And I said, no. Mm-hmm. And I got all the other girls to say no. And I think a lot of girls are starting to um, wake up these days and say, no, we don't want to be represented as these sexual demons we want people to know that we have decent careers we live decent lives you Mm -hmm. know we're not out getting drunk and starting fights and and not all of us are prostitutes and that's nothing against prostitutes because you know you have to make Mm -hmm. a living the the best way you can and i you know and i rather someone a prostitute than out you know robbing little old grannies do you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so you know, okay. <laughs> but no, it's, it's interesting that you're you're out and you're very proud about yeah. being a trans woman. But you you had quite an unusual route to, yes. to getting the body you wanted, didn't you? you yes. Tell us how you went about getting uh, money for your breasts, because this is quite a story, <laughs> isn't it? I wouldn't normally ask people this question, but yours is quite remarkable, isn't it? Uh, well, a friend of mine named Johnny Wu, um, he's a huge performer in the, in, in, in London came to me and said, would you like to have a boobathon? <laughs> a boobathon? There's a, there's a new word a even. A boobathon, yes. Yeah. Uh, basically, uh, I got all my friends who were, were performers. We all got together and um, they performed all day. It was like a, it was a, it was a, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to, a cabaret-thon, <laughs> if that's a word for a boobathon. Where was this on At the Glory in, in London. Oh, yeah. And um, uh, I had friends perform all day so people could come in and out in and out and see shows uh, like some of London's top performers. And they yeah. all agreed to perform for yeah, free? for free. To and help me, yeah. pe- people paid yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. to buy your breasts? Yeah. Uh, exactly. Yes, and I'm going to be helping other people as well who want breasts. I've actually, and 
or want their breasts taken off. I've actually been talking to this trans man about mm. about having that done as well. Mm. But I was thinking, I don't know if the word boobathon will really work for yeah. having a, a trans man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't you might know. need to think of a different word for I know. it. I might have to think of a different word, but yeah, I'm yeah. in the process of doing that. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, it's not cheap business, is it? No, it's not cheap. You know, a lot of girls do go overseas to have their breasts done. I was fortunate to raise enough money so I could have my breasts done in uh, London. Uh, a very good doctor in Harley Street. So. so you decided not to go the NHS route and go... No, well, the NHS route is a good route, but you go on a waiting list. I think my one of my girlfriends, she was on a waiting list for like 10 years. So yeah. that's a long time. It's hard, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's hard, yeah, definitely. But she finally got them done after 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you say to other people who are sort of you know, maybe struggling with their sexuality or, or their gender identity and not really knowing what to do with that information or, or how to approach discussing it with people? What, what would you say to them? Well, the first thing is be t- to be true to yourself, you know, really, and to always realize that you have a purpose in this in this in this lifetime, you know. Also, to look out for um, there's so many organizations now um, that you can get involved with. I'm actually the patron of a, a sexual health clinic for the uh, transgender community, the trans community, yeah. um, called Clinic Q, and we have a day where we'll do workshops all day and. We we invite, um, you know, trans men, trans women, uh, non-binary, you know, uh, even um, androgynous. So, you know, we invite everyone. Yeah, everyone's welcome. <laughs> trans. Anyone who's not cisgendered. Yeah, okay. Yes, yeah, so that's, yeah. I was trying to think of something yeah. more clever to say, <laughs> but I couldn't. more fabulous. Yeah, something more fabulous, but I couldn't get it out. <laughs> Thank you so much to Kim for sharing her story, especially as she was about to get on the stage to perform in a musical. Please do subscribe wherever you get your podcasts from. We'd also love to hear from you on Twitter. You can find us there at Come Out Stories. I'm Emma Goldswell, and Coming Out Stories is a What Goes On media production. Next time, you're going to hear a Coming Out story from Kerry. Been with him for 10 years, yes, had two children, and then a light bulb kind of literally went on.